0: Good morning, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Story of My Life. Live from my house, here is your hostess, Sarah Adewalu. I am 24 years old, and I'm from Little Ferry, New Jersey, which if you're not familiar with, it's in Bergen County, the neighboring town between Hackensack and Teaneck. I am a graduate student at Montclair State University studying public relations, During my undergrad years, I was a journalism slash communications major with an emphasis in broadcast news media. Thank you for tuning in to episode 24 on this wonderful, fine Friday morning, October 15th at 9.45 a.m. I hope you all had a good night's sleep um, because in this episode, um, I want to talk to you about something very important. On Wednesday, I talked fabulously about my fun part-time job at the YMCA this summer and how much fun I had with the kids and everything. So that was more of a lighthearted episode. Um, This episode is going to be something very serious. Um, It's no joking matter um, because this is actually a very important story about someone that I needed to talk about whom I sort of tease about with this episode um it's someone in my life that I I've been a b- little bit afraid to, to like stand up to um so here goes nothing Yes, yeah, so that was the intro music that will help get you guys' attention to what this episode will be about. So I'm going to get to the point by saying that I'm going to talk about a boy. That's right. This episode is about a young man who's sort of my age and um, he's the complete total opposite of me in terms of like skin color and everything else. Um, so this boy is white Um, he's sort of good looking and uh, he has an okay personality Um, but there are certain things about him that are so not okay at all so I'm not exaggerating Um, so this is going to be my first time that I've ever shared this story publicly so guys please do forgive me if I'm off about certain details like specific times and certain dates like you guys know me i don't always like have the best memory when it comes to many things and also with this boy it's it's been quite a long time since i've known him like so certain details and memories are gonna be a little bit hazy so guys just forgive me and try to bear with me because i'm also trying my best to remember these details as they actually happened, but here it is. So, this boy, I am not going to address him by his real name at all during this podcast, because I'm going to do, like, a few more episodes. Like, every every episode that I do from now on is going to be updates about this boy, and has my situation with him changed yet? So I will never ever refer to him by his real name. Um, I don't really feel comfortable saying it out loud right now. So for now, and I guess to till the end of time, I'll always address him as Guy One, Guy One. And um, since he has a brother who's about the same age as me, his younger brother, I'll, I'm gonna refer to the brother as Guy Two. Um so but the main focal point of this episode is about Guy 1. Guy 1 who's the subject of this episode. He is 2 years older than me and so the first time I ever really came into contact with him was about 8 years ago at the park that's across from my house. So the park that's near my house, the Indian Lake Drive um it's an open area that has a lake and that's where people walk around or like jog or run or whatever, so other people often sit on the grass area by the lake, so for like picnics or just like getting together to like hang out, and and by the lake some people actually go fishing. So when I go for my walks, which is part of my favorite daily hobby slash routine, I walk. I often walk past people who are fishing. And so across from the lake, um, we have benches and tables underneath on the grasses, like underneath the shades. So the shades, so like the trees cover everything. So it makes it nice to sit under on very hot days, like over the summer. And there's also bleachers on both sides of the lake. And the bleachers are facing towards the area of the baseball field. So that's for, like, games and tournaments that are mostly on the weekends. And, of course, the playground is across from the fields with the swings and the slides. So before I talk about my walk routine, um, I want to bring my attention to that boy, Guy One. Um, So, once again, he's two years older than me, and this was um, the first time that I ever, like, truly physically saw him was back in the summer of 2013. Like, sometime during the summer when my sister and I would go walking together. Um, So, this is before I started doing my walks on my own like I do right now, so... At the time, though, it was my sister and I doing it together. So while we were doing one of our laps, um, we noticed that we would keep walking past guy one. And each and every time, whenever we walk past him or he walks past us, he'd sort of like wave to us a little. He'd go like, hey, and then we sort of like greet him back a little. So that's how we got the impression that this guy is pretty friendly. And so after my sister and I did, like, a few laps together, Guy One decided to, like, join us and strike a conversation with us. And so that's when my sister asked Guy One what his name was. And when Guy One introduced himself to us, um, that's when it hit me that I knew he looked kind of familiar. Um, I knew his name and his last name. And... I knew that his last name sounded very familiar because that's the exact same last name as his brother, Guy 2, who was in the exact same grade as me back in middle school. And so I went to Memorial Middle School, which is a public school in Little Ferry for 5th graders to 8th graders, Guy 1's brother, Guy 2 is the exact same age as me and he and I both graduated in at the same time in that class class of 2011 and so Guy Wan himself because he's two years older than me and his brother but he's also a year younger than my sister um Guy Wan was actually about a grade ahead of us back at Memorial Middle School and so I started, like, connecting the dots and seeing the connections between them, and so, yeah, so when Guy Wan, like, said his name, I knew he was familiar just because of, um, of the fact that we all went to Memorial School together, like, I always knew he was pretty familiar, but I literally didn't have any idea that Guy Wan and his brother lived just a few blocks down from my house, um, because you see, like, I live on Woodland Avenue, and so on our street, my house is a white house, and his house, Guy Wan's house, it's a gray house, um, it's all on the same street, um, just, I guess, his house is, like, facing, like, a different direction from mine, like, it's across from one another's, so, um, our houses are literally right across from the park, so we don't necessarily need like a car to get there we can literally just like use our feet and walk there to the park and so walking is actually a very good exercise so we figured out my sister and I we figured out that that's what Guy Wan's favorite hobby was besides video games is that he likes to go walking and I think that's a great way for me to like get out of the house and just get some fresh air and like really good exercise um nothing really like serious like other like most people do like when they go off to gym and have to pay off these memberships lots of money for it no offense i don't judge you guys for wanting to like burn off fat or cardio or but i mean i don't want to like put myself through all that trouble like it's nothing serious like i have no trouble with my body at all i'm proud of my shape it's just i like to just go for a nice simple daily walk like it's nothing like serious like i'm not so Things like burn off fat or anything, so but if you guys do that, um kudos. <laughs> so but yeah, at this time in twenty thirteen, um I was still in high school. I know that in a previous episode I talked about my high school experience where I was bullied by this dude. Um yeah, so I was in high school at the time, um um and Just in this episode, I'm going to just walk you guys slowly through a timeline of events that have occurred with me when I was um, friends, I guess I could say, with Guy One. So, again, this was in summer of 2013, and um, I'm positive that I was about to start my junior year of high school at the time. So, um, that summer would be my first time ever, like, since... Memorial Middle School that I'm running into guy one again um so but you know at that time though I didn't go walking on my own like I'm doing right now so it was just something that my sister and I did together you know just sort of as the way to like spend quality time with each other so yeah back then it was her and me doing it together but you know when we went walking on most other days we We really didn't see that much of Guy 1. I think it was just like every other few days or every other week or so we would see him. And um, whenever we saw him again, we would just get to like talk more with him and get to know more about him. And that's when I certainly knew more about him than I realized since like Memorial School. Um, He told us that his father died when he and his brother were very young. Um, I don't remember the exact age that he mentioned that he and his brother were at the time but he did say that after his father died that it was always, it's always been just him and his brother and his mom. So it, their mom is sort of like widowed. Um, but recently though, I guess I don't remember when but his mom like started seeing someone new and She's actually, like, engaged to this other man, and that man actually has a son from a previous marriage, and the son is a bit older than Guy Wan himself, so maybe late 20s or early 30s-ish or something, and that I believe that son, according to Guy Wan, according, I think that man's son works as a cop for the Little Fairy Police Department, so I figured that makes things very interesting. And again, the information with his mom seeing that new man, that's more of like a recent thing, I believe. About four or five years ago. But I'm right now, I'm talking about back in 2013. Um, I don't think he mentioned that his mom was seeing anyone new yet at the time. So, yeah, back in 2013, it was just guy one, his brother, and his mom at home. And so... When school, like, started for me again that September, um, I didn't really see or hear from Guy Wan again until the following summer, which is what will now be in 2014. And I gave him a secret nickname of the Summer Guy, um, you know, just because I've only ever really seen him at the park during the summer, and I don't really see him anywhere else besides that. And going to the park was the only activity that, I was only able to do during the summer like I didn't really do it so much during like the cooler weather seasons like in fall or spring or yet alone winter um obviously I do that now very recently but back then I didn't really like consider it because I was kind of more obsessed with doing it during warmer weather times than the like, cooler weather times but now I do it pretty recently and I've and if I were to do that, like, I've been doing that recently during the past falls, past winters and such, all I'd do, all i have to do is just bring my jacket with me. Um, but One tells me that he goes walking all the time, no matter the season. So, if it were cold, like, during the winter, he would just bring his jacket with them. And I never actually considered that at all when- you know, during like the cooler seasons. I mean, I just always only waited until it was warm enough outside so that I can do my walks. And when summertime came, those are the only times when I'd see more of Guy 1. So right now, this brings me to the timeline of summer of 2014. So this was the summer before my senior year of high school. And it's the summer that I turned 17. 17. Um, so at this time, it was just me going for my daily walks right now. Um, it's not my sister and I doing it together anymore, um, because I told her that the walking is something that I like to do on my own, just for once. And, you know, she said she completely understands, like, you know, it's good for me to, like, get out of the house for once. So she understands, like, at at the time, though, I'm not really sure if she remembers guy one so much anymore, you know, just because it's been so long since we've been to the lake together for our walks, and so I'm not sure if she has that clear of memories of this guy at all, so, you know, just like me, she too was kind of busy with school and graduating and finding work, so neither of us really gave Guy one that much thought at all, so, um, I didn't really think too much about him when I was in, when I was busy with my junior year at school, you know, just because my mind was focused on a million other places at the same time, you know, like applying to colleges and everything. So, um, when I started running into Guy Wan more often at the lake, he, he would want to start spending a bit time with me, and he always wanted to insist that he wants to walk with me, and, you know, at the time, I was a young, naive 17-year-old girl. Um, I really didn't think much about about it at all. I just think of, oh, this guy just wants to spend time with me. Um, you know, he wants to get to know me more. He's a friend. Because usually when Guy Wong goes walking, he would always pace himself. And, you know, he is such a naturally fast walker. <laughs> Literally, guys. Like, I'm not exaggerating. Like, whenever I see him walking, I mean, I can tell that it's him just by the way he walks because he has a very distinct walk because you know he just moves his legs so damn fast like in fact he does it a little bit faster than me like I myself tend to walk pretty fast in general like when I'm going somewhere like when I'm at campus at Montclair State like when I'm Walking to my classrooms or outside of campus. Like, I tend to generally walk very fast. Like, it's not like I'm in a rush or anything. It's just how fast my natural movement is. So I can't really, like, help my legs when I walk that fast. But as for Gaiwan, he's like... I'm like, damn, his feet move like lightning. (laughs) Because, yeah, because when he walks, he usually does about 10 laps. Which is a lot about... A few more laps than I usually do. And depending on how I enter the lake. Because there's certain ways that I. I go to, to like. Enter the park. Um, so that usually gives me about. Six to seven laps to do. And in a few cases. Even eight laps. So, But I never ever fully do up to ten. <laughs> Guy one is the one who does all of his ten laps. Without even stopping once for. At least a water break or anything. And that's just walking alone. Um, I don't think he jogs or anything. It's just the walking. Because he just does it naturally fast. But as for me personally. I sometimes jog. Yeah on a few rare occasions. I jog. Like every other lap. But on most occasions though for me. It's just walking. And I also pace myself. Um, I use this app that my dad recommended. It's called Pacer. Um, you guys can download it if you already have it, but it's an app that kind of keeps track of the steps that you make, um, if you're out, like, walking or jogging like I do, and that's what I use, um, um, it only, I feel like it only includes steps that I take when I'm outside, like, when I'm at the lake, um, it doesn't really count, it doesn't really so much count the number of steps that I, did I take when I'm inside of my house, like, For example, like if I'm in my room and I'm walking down to the kitchen or to the basement, I don't think it counts the steps of that in the house unless you make it want to count when you're in the house. Um, I think it only counts when you're outside of the house, like jogging or if you guys are at the gym, maybe that can help too, like if you're on treadmills or such. So yeah, and obviously you guys know that I suck at math, so um, I'm not like... Um, Math-wise, I'm not exactly sure how many miles six laps is. Um, You math geniuses can figure that out. Um, I'm not sure how many laps exactly that is, at least not from the top of my head. But I always have the Pacer app to tell me how many miles it is. Like, it's able to, like, calculate it for you. If I do, like, six or seven or even eight laps, it definitely will count that for me. And I do all of my laps. All six or seven, or in rare cases, eight, I do all of those laps of mine without stopping for a break at all. (laughs) So the only break I really give myself is just the water breaks when I'm like completely finished with everything. So I just take like a small quick sip of my water from my water bottle once I've completed the laps and everything. And then sits in the playground across from the lake. It has swings in them and then slides for the kids to ride on and swings for most people to ride on. I just ride on the swings afterwards so that I can at least rest my legs and feet for a few minutes and then I can just head on back home and, you know, call it a day. So um, I didn't really think that guy one would be interested in just watching me ride the swings but you know I guess just that one time since it was really that intent on spending time with me I didn't really like question it so much um he said that he's not really a fan of riding on swings you know just because he's a little afraid of heights and I told him I'm scared of heights too and <laughs> That's why I'm not a big fan of roller coasters either, and so we kind of bonded over that because neither of us really understand why people are so, like, fascinated and obsessed with roller coasters. No offense to you guys out there if you actually like roller coasters or fans of them, like the Kingda Cut, Six Legs, and I ain't judging y'all, but, you know, I'm just saying that personally I am super scared of heights, and I don't think I could ever go on another roller coaster in my lifetime unless I somehow learn to conquer my fear of heights. Um, I don't know if that would ever be possible, but (coughs) yeah, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, though, that's what Guy Wan and I kind of bonded over. And um, for those of you guys out there who know me personally, I... I am a really nice person like I'm super kind and friendly to everyone like if you see me at first you know I may tend to be a little bit shy and quiet and let you guys be the icebreakers of a conversation because I'm a bit of an introvert um, but I feel like once you get to know me and you get me to like talk um, you can see that I'm a very easy person to like get along with and you know, if you let me, then I'll open up to you, like, an open book. Because I am an open book, literally. Like, I can tell you stuff about myself. And I really like to talk about myself. And obviously with this podcast, and then I'm just doing it non-stop. Like, that is pretty much the whole point of this podcast, is for you guys to get to know me better. And so... I kind of had that connection with Guy 1. Um, I felt that it was just pretty natural for me to have that connection with him. Just to open up to him about anything. Like, you know, I'm in school right now. Stuff like that. Because I did consider him as just another friend. Who just so happens to be a guy. Yeah, you guys hear that right. He's just a friend. Nothing more. But, um, for some reason we just clicked and, um... I really don't know why and I guess I never will know why um I guess maybe it's because I'm a naturally kind person and I I do get along very easily with other people in general and despite like my shyness and my being an introvert like I guess that's kind of a shame though that I'm still single but like guess what so is guy one (laughs) And uh he still is single to this day. It's not really much of a shocker, you know, considering you know. And uh, yeah, I guess you guys are probably wondering why doesn't our dear hostess just get to the freaking point already? Let me tell you why. Um this is my first time that I'm publicly sharing this story. Um My memories, like I said, isn't the best at times, so I am pretty fuzzy on certain details of how things actually, like, played out in real life, um, and also it's been, like, eight years, which is a very long time that I first saw Guy long Guy one. and, um, every time I would go to the park, like, it feels like forever that since I've known him, and I do want to admit that some things are sort of my fault, um, but 99.9% of the time, guy one bears the most responsibility for everything I am about to mention right now. Okay, so, anyway, when I was riding on the swings and he was just standing there just watching me and just making conversation with me, because, um, you know, he doesn't like swings or roller coasters or heights, um, he just, like, started complimenting me, like, He just said that I was beautiful and that I have a nice smile. And so I took those as genuine friendly compliments coming from a friend who's a guy. So I really didn't reach so much into it. Um, So again, this was summer 2014, which was the summer before my senior year of high school. And at my school, though, um, I did have, have a couple of crushes here and there on certain guys who I thought were pretty cute, were hot, but... Again, there are just crushes. It's, you know, you guys know when you're in high school, you have crushes on certain people. I mean, 99.9% of the time, it never really turns out to be like anything serious. Like, they're just normal high school crushes. So for me, there were, these were just normal high school girl crushes. And um, I want to make myself clear, but Guy One and I did not go to the same high school. And neither did his brother, Guy 2. Like, in fact, I'm not even sure, like, which high school Guy 1 and his brother went 2 um, But if you guys remember that episode where I talked about my bullying experience in high school, um, I told you guys that I went to a private school in Teaneck, which is called Community High School. So, neither Guy 1 or Guy 2 attended Community High School with me. So, Community High School or what we call CHS for short, um, it's a private school that caters mostly to people with some sort of mental or learning disabilities, and so Guy one told me that he was autistic, and so I figured that maybe CHS would have been an ideal school for him to attend, and, um, I feel like if he'd gone there, maybe not at the same time as me, then maybe the school would have helped cater to someone like him, and, Maybe he wouldn't feel so alone like he does right now. Um, there were very few students at CHS who were autistic. Like, for example, this one Asian kid, um, he was with me on the um, co-ed volleyball team because I was a part of the volleyball team at the time, and so this Asian kid was the only male member of that. So, But, I mean, other than that, the autistic students were actually very friendly people, and so was this Asian kid um, as well. He was friendly, too, despite that. So so that was the first time that I that guy, Juan, told me that he was autistic. Um, for some reason, he never really mentioned it to me in front of my sister when it had been the three of us walking together. Like, he never told both my sister and me at the same time oh hey by the way I'm autistic um that's just something that he told me alone um I'm not sure why he didn't like mention it to her um I mean I guess maybe he felt like maybe you could trust me more with it but like even right now I'm not really sure why um I think you guys must be thinking that I'm crazy to question why a normal person would trust me with something like that um now you guys are starting to get to the point of my story is that guy Wan is was apparently in love with me. After those quote-unquote compliments that he gave me, um, I should have put two and two together to realize that this dude was trying to flirt with me. Like, again at the time, I guess I just wanted to like be in a state of denial. I wanted to be like, no way, this guy can't possibly be in love with me, can he? Um, because the way he was feeling about me was, that was the exact same way that I felt about those boys at my high school, you know, with those cr- small crushes and everything. Again, that was, they were nothing serious. Um, it does, it turned out that neither of those boys whom I've had crushes on, they were, I don't think they were, like, interested in me in that way. Um, I thought that was a little bit of a bummer, you know, it stung just a little bit, but, I mean, at least I'm a mature person about it now, and I learned to, like, literally, like, get over it and, like, move on. And, um, besides, I don't think my parents would have appro- ever approved of me dating someone while I'm in high school. Um, it's not just me, though, but my siblings as well, um, because we were all brought up in very religious and traditional, like, household, so our faith is, like, super important to us, like, They have certain expectations of whom each of our significant others should be, um, so I knew very well that it would never have worked out well with any of those guys in my classes whom I've had crushes on, um, and I know that it certainly as well would never work out with guy one. Again, I'm gonna repeat uh, repeat that it would never ever work out with guy one. first off first off for starters he's white um so that's a pretty obvious choice reason why it wouldn't work or that my parents would never approve of it um i personally don't judge people on skin color or race or religion or everything but it's just these things that my parents would never approve of um and that's what i try to explain to guy one but um for some reason, um, when I relay this piece of information to him, um, it would literally go in one of his ears and go out the other. So it's a pretty weird cliche, but it's true. But anyway, somewhere during that time, summer 2014, I was finally getting off the swings and I was getting ready to like head back home after like completing my walk for the day. Um so Guy one said that he had to tell me something very quickly and before I can even like you know like give myself a chance to like relax after that long exhilarating ride on the swings, um, Guy one literally like pulled me close to him, like he then he like started kissing me on the lips. Yes, y'all heard that right. Guy one kissed me on the lips that day. Um I think it happened somewhere between 10 to 15 seconds. Um, I was uh, very surprised because that was totally unexpected and like completely out of the blue, but I guess that's something he's sort of been planning for a while now. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, my throat's getting sore. Now, guys, bear with me, okay? This stuff happened a long time ago, so my memory on this particular event isn't 100% clear so all the stuff that I'm relaying to you right now is all to the best of my knowledge so so that means I'm not exactly sure like how long the kiss was but I know it wasn't anything like exactly a minute long I knew it was just a few seconds because it wasn't really that passionate it was just like a few seconds and then right after that he proceeded to ask me like are you okay with that and um I sort of had to play dumb and, like, try to pretend that that didn't really happen at all. And so I was like, am I okay with what? And, you know, and then he just replied to it as that. Like, he didn't, I don't think he even referred to it as a kiss. So, you know, he just referred to it in a way that it was kind of meaningless. But he's the one that, like, instigated it. And um, to be honest, that made me feel very awkward, like, At the time, though, but I wasn't really sure how I was going to handle it, um, because obviously, I've never really had someone say that they're in love with me before, so the whole idea of someone being in love with me is pretty new and foreign to me, and it still is to this day, like, I don't know what it's like to have someone say that they're in love with you, um, but if you guys ever been in love, like, maybe you guys can describe that to me, like, how that feels and such, but... I always have hoped that if I were to be in love with someone, then it should actually, like, be with the right person at the right time, um, there's just some things about Guy Wan that I never really, that made me never consider him to be boyfriend material, And um, but for some reason, I never really could have the courage to, like, actually, like, physically say that to him, like, I can't just tell him, oh, I don't think you're boyfriend material, like, <clears throat> I don't know, I can never really, like, know how to say that to him, because this is very new to me, like, I don't know. So, that's why I never really considered him to be the right one for me, and literally nothing could ever change my mind about that. So at the time, I really considered him to be just a friend. You know, just someone to, like, chat with during our walks, our walking buddies, so. I never really intended to see him as anything more than just a platonic friend because my dad is like dead ass strict um he's always told me that the right person for me should traditionally be someone who is nigerian and and or if maybe not nigerian maybe at least someone who's deeply involved within our culture so or maybe both so yeah and this is what i've been trying to explain to Guy Wan about A million times since that awkward kissing incident. But like I said before, guys, it always goes through one ear of this guy and out the other. So it's just him, like, living in a state of denial, like, trying to, like, pursue a fantasy. Because he knows that I am someone who will never give him what he wants. And I'm not that person to give him what he claims that he wants. So... After that kissing moment, I really, really, really just wanted to avoid him as much as possible, and I really just wanted to, like, get away from him, like, I, w- I was really hoping to God that I never have to, like, see this guy again or face him, um, and fortunately though, on the day it happened, I don't remember the exact date, um, I just, all I know is that it was at least two or three weeks left of the summer, like, before my senior year at chs actually started so within those remaining weeks of summer um i knew i had to like focus myself on my future like in terms of getting ready for senior year figuring out which other colleges to apply to and consider a few more like places to apply to for college so um i wasn't entirely sure if i could I wasn't entirely sure if I continued to go for my walks after that day because, like I said, my memory is crazy fuzzy with the details just because it's been so long since it happened and when I first met Guy One. So, um, I believe that what I did do, though, was I would try to wake up a bit earlier on some days. I know that when Guy Wan and I started having spending time together at the lake, walking together, um, he tells me that he usually goes to the lake at 11.30, so he wakes up around 11-ish just to get to the lake at 11.30, and he asks me what time I go for my walks, and, um, just for the heck of it, I just told him 11.30, cause, you know, why not? Cause, in reality, though, I don't actually, like, have a general, like, set time for when I go for my walks, um, for you guys who you know, out there who know me personally, I am actually pretty flexible when it comes to when I go for my walks, so I don't have, like, set times, because sometimes I go in the mornings just like I do on Saturday mornings immediately when I wake up, and, um, most days, like, during the week, including on Sundays after church, I would go in the afternoons at certain times, sometimes 12 p.m. on weekdays, and other times after 1 or 2 on Sundays after church if we don't have, like, any, like, church event or activity or someplace to go to. So, you know, it just kind of depends on me and, like, when I'm in the mood. And also, it kind of loosely depends on the weather. So whenever I see a cloudy sky, I get pretty OCD and paranoid that, oh no, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. So other times I have to be OCD enough to check the weather app on, on my phone a million times, just sort of to confirm that it is not going to rain on this day that I plan to go for my walks. And you know, about 99.9% of the time, it hardly ever rains when I go for my wa- walks. Only, like, a few times, I think, it rained during my walks, and I had to, like, quickly head back. But most of the time, the water has always been in my favor. So, lucky me. So, that's one of the many excuses that I'll give to Guy 1 when I wasn't really feeling, like, the mood to meet with him. So, my plan, though, was just try to avoid as much contact with him as possible, because just really made me feel uncomfortable that day when he kissed me. Like, I'm not sure why he would assume that... I would be okay with it Him just kissing me out of nowhere Or that I would feel the same way When, like, the truth is I literally don't even feel the same way And I literally don't think that I will ever change my mind about how I feel Um, but, like, you know For very obvious reasons, um Now you guys know I hate to use these words, but, um Guy one is my harasser, and he is my stalker. So, I never really thought that I would get to the point in that story in which I would use those two words in the same sentence to describe this one person, but it is true. Those remaining days of summer of 2014, um, I know I've woken up a bit earlier than usual um, when he... And I knew that he was still asleep, thankfully. Um, But most of the time, though, I would start feeling paranoid because whenever I see someone who I think looks like him from a distance, um, I would get a little bit paranoid. But when the person, like, becomes a clearer, like, view in my sight, um, I would breathe a sigh of relief and just say to myself, thank God it's not him. Because then I wouldn't really know, like, what to do if if i were facing that situation of actually running into him um it is really how i felt during those times because now i have to work up the courage to face him on a daily basis cuz you know if it's not even awkward enough that his house is literally a few blocks down from mine um it'll be even more awkward just having to see him physically face to face so um Whenever I would walk past his house, the gray house, to get to the lake, um I always feel worried that oh no, he's going to see me. He's going to see me. But you know, if you were still if you were still asleep during those hours, then I don't think it would be such a problem. But as for my own way to get to the park, um so my house, which is the white house is it's a few blocks across from a music gallery store that I, where I used to go f- for my piano lessons that I used to take when I was little. Um, So, the music gallery store is located to my right side. You know, just a few houses down in the east direction. So, I would usually walk past the music gallery store, past the early bird laundromat to get to the lake. And the early bird laundromat just opened up, I guess, a few years ago. Like, way before COVID. So... And like somehow, even when I walk past the music gallery, that's still not enough for guy one to make it obvious to me that he apparently knows when I go to the lake. Cause yeah, this guy is legit stalking me because he wouldn't be telling me that he knows that I'm going to the lake unless he had been spying from me, spying on me from the window of his bedroom. And, um, I could always see his house from the window in my living room, um, which is on the recliner couch, my mom's favorite spot in that house. That's where she usually sits and, like, puts her leg and feet up, and I jokingly call that couch <laughs> the mom couch, because that's the couch where she literally sits on every single day to, like, watch something on TV, or if not on TV, then maybe, like, flip through her phone or watch something on her tablet. <laughs> But all jokes about that aside, like, if I were sitting on that couch, because that's the couch that is closest to the windows of our living room, when I look out the window, I would see Guy Wan's house. Like, I would just see, like, a partial, like, side of it. I would see, like, his driveway and, and such. So I can never really, like, see the exact front of his house, like his front door. So that means I can't exactly tell if he'd gotten out of his house. You know, just unless I get closer, like, maybe if I leave my house through the garage. Um, because we have, like, the garage code device set up. Um, so if I were standing in front of the garage, then there's a chance that I will get a closer view of guywan's house, like, front-wise, like, the front door. And, um, I'm pretty sure that he can always tell when my garage door is open or closed. Um, But this is back in 2014, though. Um, We didn't yet have the garage code set up by my father. Um, So before that time, I always, like, left the house through the back patio door of our garage. And so I never, like, actually left through the garage, but just through, like, the back door. But somehow Guy Wan would, when he was at the lake and he saw me, he would always go, Oh, I saw you leaving for the lake, so I thought I'd just stop by and see you. So, yeah, you know, just a pretty casual way, stalkerish way, like, Oh, I saw you leaving your house and I'm stalking you. Yeah, see, I saw this, but this was way before my dad, like, actually had the garage code, like, device, like, installed inside of the garage, you know, so it makes it easier for every single one of us to just, like, enter the code. It's a four-digit code, you know, as we leave the house and as we enter it. So it makes it easy for me when I'm leaving the house now and I'm returning back. You know, just for security and safety purposes. He said that he didn't want me to, like, go through the back door of the garage because then, you know, it wouldn't be safe to leave the house door unlocked because when I go to the back door though I have to leave it unlocked so that way I don't accidentally lock myself out which may have happened at least once or twice on a few rare occasions so thankfully though the garage code device was a lifesaver for every single one of us and I think my dad set up that device I guess four years ago or something but yeah in 2014 though school started for me Again, that's September. Um, so all those details right now that I'm recalling about Guy 1, they're just general details. Um, I am 100% sure that I didn't even go to the park for the rest of that summer like and I feel like if I did want to go, then I would wake up much earlier than 11:30 just to be certain. 100% that I would not see Guy 1. Because I was not interested in seeing him then Or, like, making nice with him Like, I really just wanted to, like, focus on school that time And that's exactly what I did Like, I didn't even tell anybody about that awkward encounter Because I wasn't even sure how to I wasn't sure if anybody would ever believe me Or, like, in my family or something, so But, you know, in hindsight I always wish that I could have just, like, said something to them Then maybe that would have, like, prevented this whole, like Circle of events that's like happening now over the years. Um, so Guy One told me that he was single and that he never once had a girlfriend or dated anybody before, been in a relationship. And, um, I mean, at the time though, we were just talking casually, and I was like, That's funny, I'm single too. And, um, When he started asking me if I thought he was attractive, I was like, yeah, of course you are. Like, literally any girl will be lucky enough to have you. I didn't even know that I was that lucky girl that he wanted to be his girlfriend. Um, But I feel like that was a subtle way of asking me to be his girlfriend. But, like, in hindsight, I realized I should have seen those subtle little clues, so... I'm not sure how I can be so clueless at times, but maybe it, you guys listening to this right now, maybe y'all can help me out with that. Like, how am I so freaking clueless when it comes to reading people? But, like, during my senior d- year, though, like, when it started, I didn't really think about Guy one at all. But I thought very little about him. But, like, once in a while, when my mind, like, randomly wandered to him in that awkward kiss, I would tell myself, This is probably just a summer thing. Um, Maybe there's something about the warm weather that makes people think that they're in love with someone. So (laughs) this guy can't possibly be serious. Like, he's going to learn to eventually get over it. And then hopefully he'll find someone else someday. So those are the things that I kept telling myself about. No joke. That I was literally, like, living in denial. Just hoping that guy wants feelings for me aren't real that it's just maybe like the summer weather making him think that he's in love with me because I don't think I ever really did anything to make him like fall in love with me like I don't know like I'm just being like my normal human self and he's someone that's acting all passionately crazy so I'm not I'm not like trying to like seduce him and I'm not literally like giving him no signals at all and he's just like in love so I don't know That's on him, not on me, but... I mean, if you guys have a differing opinion, feel free to shout it out. Well, like, not during this episode, but after this, like, part, I mean. Because there is a second part to this episode. I've been talking for so long, um... There's still another part to this story, um... So, um... It never really was my intention to make him be in love with me, um... I never want to draw unwanted attention toward myself because I'm not that kind of person. So I just thought that it literally was just a seasonal thing and that maybe someday he'll find someone else and get over me. So, but finally, though, in the spring of 2015, now flash forward another year later, I finally like graduated from CHS and woohoo! <laughs> and so. That was the time in which I was dead set on attending Fairleigh Dickinson that fall as a biology major. This was the, this was way before I considered going to Montclair. So, so after school session was over for good and like summer break began, I thought, uh, I thought to myself, Guy one is like total ancient history. I do not have to worry about seeing this boy again. Because now I'm under the impression that, okay, he's going to probably take a vacation with this family and go somewhere for the summer, like Disney World or to Massachusetts, Connecticut, or wherever. But <laughs> I was wrong. I was dead-ass wrong. Instead, I started seeing him a lot more and more at the park. And excuse me as I give myself a quick little water break. My throat is now getting a little bit sore. I just woke up, so bear with me, y'all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just needed a quick water break. But anyway, the paranoia feelings would start start happening. Because, you know, like I said before, I would always see someone who I thought looks like guy one from a far distance. Because, you know, like the sunglasses or, you know, someone would be wearing something that reminded me of him. So when that person came closer to me in view, I would find out that, thank God, it was it wasn't really him. And like in a few cases, I did actually see him in the flesh because, you know, guy one has a very distinct walk because, you know, he walks super fast. Cause immediately I could always like recognize that it's him. And so whenever he walked, he always like carried his black water bottle with him. And he's always wearing his sunglasses and he always wears these long blue jeans. He never actually wears shorts i've never once seen him actually wear shorts before because he's always wearing these long blue jeans all the time so yeah whenever i see those famous blue jeans i could always tell that it was him and so when i go walking i always wear my sunglasses too um because i have like pretty sensitive eyes for some reason like i can't really like stand having the sun like sunlight like shine in my face so i always wear my sunglasses even when i when I'm like in the car or when I'm at Montclair State just walking around the campus in broad daylight I wear my sunglasses because I really don't like the idea of the sun like shining directly into my face sort of affecting my eyes well you guys think I wear glasses in the first place so yeah but when I go walking though I wear my contact lenses and I change into my contact glasses, lenses and then I wear my sunglasses over them so for you guys who know me personally, I do wear glasses on a daily basis. And on rare occasions, I wear them even outside the house. But for, but for now on and recently, I just want to wear my glasses when I'm actually in the house right now. Like, I'm at home right now and I'm wearing my glasses. But when I'm out of the house, like in general, like when I go to church, to school, or to the lake, or anywhere else... I choose to wear my contact lenses and of course if, if it's a sunny day then when I'm in the car then I just wear my sunglasses over it so literally the sun doesn't like get all up in my face so <clears throat> whenever I see guy one I would immediately go through a fight or flight response with my body and I would just like automatically like start running away from the lake as fast as I could and um, I think Guy one finally got the impression that ever since that awkward case, awkward kiss that I've always been like a little bit afraid of him because, and, uh, and that is true, like I was afraid of him at the time, like I was afraid of saying something that I know would hurt his feelings because I know if I told him that I wasn't really in love with him, that i know that he would feel hurt that maybe he wouldn't see me as a friend so i was always afraid to hurt his feelings and because i never really could work up the courage to say those exact words to his face because you guys need to know like this whole experience is very new to me like this situation is so foreign to me like literally no one in my entire life besides guy one as of now no one has ever ever said that they're in love with me that way like it's so new to me, like, it's so foreign, like, it's just, I don't know how to handle it, like, I know, I'm sure that being in love with someone is a wonderful feeling, if you guys can relate, where, yeah, I know, I want to experience that wonderful feeling, too, but, like, I want it to be wonderful for me if it's mutual, like, if I have mutual feelings for that person, then that's how I know that <laughs> I'm in true love, that it's natural, but, like, for Gai though unfortunately, I just... I just don't have those feelings for him. Like, it's not mutual. Like, he's not my ideal partner. He's not someone that my family would approve of. Like, I just... Uh, I've never... T- I've never been in this situation before in which I had to tell someone who is in love with me that I don't, I don't feel that same way about them. So, you guys just help me out with that after this episode finishes. Like, if you ever like been through the same thing. Just help me get some few pointers on that so that I know for myself. But anyway this happened in the summer of twenty fifteen and um obviously that August I turned eighteen. And Guy Wan, um since he's two years older than me, um he he would he is he actually like turned twenty in that December. So he is two years older than me, so that's when I kind of realized that, okay, this guy feels like it's so important for him to find someone he'd feel affectionately about, so he is definitely on Instagram, um, so this was at a time when we used to, like, follow each other online and just, like, DM each other, um. he doesn't really, like, use Instagram that much in terms of, like, how everyone else is, uses it nowadays, like, just posting and sharing pictures and stuff. Um, he uses it just for, like, DMing me. And um, one thing I thought about stra- that was strange is that he's friends. He follows a bunch of these other girls. Like, he's apparently friends with them. Like, I'm not sure exactly how many girls he's following or... Even how he knows any of these girls at all. Like, if he even, like, knows them in person. But I didn't think that was too weird, per se. What I thought was weird was that he doesn't seem to have any, like, guy friends. Any, like, male friends. Like, any, like, bros or something. Homies. You know, like, what guys call themselves these days. Like, I don't think he even follows his brother at all. You know, his brother, Guy2. I'm pretty sure that Guy2 is probably on Instagram, but... I never really could find that out. Um, My sister is also one of the girls that Guy Wan is following um, besides me. So um, his followers were me, my sister, and, you know, just a bunch of these other girls that I myself wasn't too familiar with, like, not even in person. Um, I will assume that those girls are probably the girls that, he knew from his high school, like, whom he went to school with, like, wherever it is that he went to school, because I never really have seen or heard of any of those girls before in my entire life. Like, none of their names are that familiar to me at all. Um, I am also going to assume that those girls are about our ages, like, maybe, like, closer to in age, so maybe these girls are about a few years older than me, so I don't know yet. But I just think it's very strange that he doesn't really have a lot of male friends, like... Because I know he talks to me a lot about wrestling. Like, wrestling is literally something he talks about with me all the time. I could give a rat's ass about it. But, like, you know, I feel like if he has some male friends, then maybe he could talk more to them about wrestling. Because I could give shit about sports, no... in my language. Um... But yeah, I think that's weird, though, that he doesn't have a lot of male friends, that he doesn't even follow his own brother on Instagram. I'm pretty sure that his brother, guy too has an Instagram, um, because most of the kids that I went to middle school with, right, um, they're all active on, like, other social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram... So yeah. And Gaiwan is like literally the only person I know who isn't active on a lot of social media sites. Like no Facebook, no Twitter, no YouTube, no nothing. I mean even for Instagram like I said he doesn't really post anything at all on it. He just uses it just for like DMing me at all. Like if you go under his account on Instagram um, it'll say that he literally has no posts at all but that all these girls whom he follows are his followers, including myself and my sister. So, yeah. And also, he doesn't really listen to a lot of today's music. Like, whenever I talk to him about introducing him like, to most of uh, artists from today, like Taylor Swift, or whom he shares the same birthday as, coincidentally, or Justin Bieber, or whatnot, like, he's like, Who the hell are these people? I'm like, you don't know who these artists are. He's also not familiar with artists from, like, the 50s or the 70s, like, 80s, or Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen. i like, dude, like, what do you even listen to? Like, I just think in general, though, he's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I know he has autism and I shouldn't... I'm, I'm aware of that, but, like, I just think it's very weird, though. Just a super weird personality trait, so... Yeah. But just... For the rest of that summer in 2015, I spent most of the time just, like, running away from him and just, like, trying to avoid him altogether, like, whenever I have the chance. Um, But our park, fortunately, is a very large and open space. It's a very safe place. Like, remember earlier in this episode, I described the lake area as, like, the area where people often go fishing and such. Yeah, so, and of course, everyone just does their laps around the lake. And so, the lake, which is called Indian Lake Drive, it's right there on our Bergen Turnpike, because we're located in Bergen County. So, on our Bergen Turnpike on the highway, we have a lot of, like, neighboring, like, stores and fast food places. I know when I was little, there used to be a Valley Mart, but now they changed it to, like, H Mart and something like that. Um, yeah, and other fast food places around it, obviously, there are still there are Dunkin's and Baskin-Robbins, so that's literally right across from us on the highway, and so when I trick this guy into thinking that I'm coming to the lake, I would usually just, like, make my way over to, like, Dunkin's slash Baskin-Robbins, just sort of under the impression that I'm gonna order something to eat, because I usually like to order stuff to eat when I'm at the lake, and also to distract myself from being caught up in this pre- in his presence, so he wouldn't, like, stalk me around, because I know that if I go to, like, a food place, then he wouldn't be following me around, and on, it's on that very same highway, that's the same route to our local shop, right, which is right there in South Hackensack River, so, that, that shop right where we mostly go to have a lot of neighboring places next to it, the Chase Bank and everything. So that shop right was where Guy Wan has actually worked part time for like a certain period of time um, because he didn't go off to college like I did. I think around that time is when he actually like started working part time there at Shoprite. I don't remember exactly when he started working there part time. So, but besides that shop right. On that same route. Um, other food places that are around the Bergen Turnpike are White Castle, Wawa, and our local gas station. Wawa is immediately right next to our gas station so Guy Juan, who loves to walk. He likes to take his walks all the way over to Wawa so that he could order a sandwich for lunch. Which he would bring with him to work at his part-time shift at ShopRite. And back in those days when he worked part-time at ShopRite. um, Again, I don't remember exactly when he started working for ShopRite. I think it was somewhere around that time. But yeah, so immediately across from both our houses is a 7-Eleven. So yeah, one time I had to like make him that I was gonna order something to eat from 7-Eleven. In most, in most cases I actually did order something to eat from there and it's so that way I could avoid seeing him at the park and spending time with him there. Yeah. I know that I may have already mentioned this, but the park has bleachers that overlook the baseball fields where on most weekends there are games and tournaments with people from all over, I guess the town, where they will watch the baseball games. And so, when there's a lot of people like that, it gets pretty crowded, because these people just come for the games and support their children in the games, and I like it. I always, before though, I didn't really like the crowds as such, but I guess when it comes to trying to avoid guy one, I guess now I can say that I really do not mind the crowd at all, because if it's anything that will help me be lost, lost in a crowd of people, so that I could avoid being, dealing with Gaiwan alone, um, you know, so be it, I like that there's a crowd, so, because Gaiwan would try to use every single opportunity to try to trick me into being alone with him, like sitting down somewhere at an area that's remote, away from like the lake area, even the playground area, just like somewhere like far remote, maybe somewhere outside of the lake, so he could be with me one-on-one, nobody else present, and so, this is still during the summer of 2015. One time, guy one, I think, messaged me on Instagram or texted me. I can't remember which. But then he asked me, he asked me something. He went on, hey, how come you're always running away from me or something? Am I, like, scaring you off? You know, something like that, he would say. And then I was just, like, not respond to him. And I would go days at all with like without even, like, responding to him. Like, I would think of something that I would say to him in a way that's gentle and polite so that I don't hurt him. Maybe, like, come up with another excuse as to why I haven't been wanting to spend much time with him. But each time, I would forget to, like, actually, like, message him. So, yeah. Be- but at the same time, though, it's really because I'm not sure. I wasn't sure exactly how I was supposed to respond to that like so what instead what I would do is that instead of actually going to this park the Indian Lake Drive Park um I'd actually go to another park that's on a different street like the street across from us on Woodland Avenue Um, this different street is called Grand Avenue again the street is across from my own street which is Woodland Avenue so The park in Grand Avenue was a bit farther, a bit longer of a walk, and um, I remember taking that exact same route to school when I was going to Memorial Middle School back in the good old days, and I think some of the other students from Memorial Middle School actually lived on Grand Avenue, Um, but for Guy 1, his brother Guy 2, and myself, um, since we were from Woodland Avenue, um, I think we were just a few of the other students who came. Once you came from Woodland Avenue, but for me, I actually didn't mind that walk at all to get to the Grand Avenue Park. Um, I just spent the rest of the time riding on the swings at the park because I was just so desperate to avoid guy one. And, um, I think it was around that time that my parents started getting a little suspicious oh, that you go for walks a little bit longer now, like, I mean they do know that I have a set routine for my walking periods and they also know that it takes me a while to do my six laps and such. I tell them that I do six laps. I don't tell them that I do seven or eight laps because they automatically assume that after I do my six laps and I just go on to the swings for a while and so I make them think that it's my riding on the swings that takes me a bit longer to get back because my dad will usually make those kind of remarks like, Hey, it took you a bit longer you know, just sometimes it would make those kind of remarks, so. um Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the suspicion grew more for them when I started going to the park on Grand Avenue as opposed to just the one closer to home. Also the park on Grand Avenue was a bit remote, so they really didn't tend to be a lot of people there for the most part so I think that was kind of a risk that I was taking for myself but it was anything to avoid spending time with guy one like again I told you guys I at this time I still couldn't work up the courage to tell my family about him like I I really couldn't tell them like I'm not sure if they would even believe me that some random guy just kissed me out of nowhere just for no reason at all but um Last year, last summer, I did actually have the courage to talk to them about that. Um, This time, I just called him a friend. I just said he was my friend. I didn't say he's just this random stranger or or an acquaintance, but I'll get to that part soon in part two, where I talk more about more recent events. Just in this part, it's just more of, like, the past from, like, 2013-ish and as far back as I can remember, and all the way up until now, just pretty recently. So just bear with me, guys. I'm getting there slowly but surely. And um, I think the only times I ever really saw a Guy one that summer, like physically, was twice. Um, I really expected that he would have used that summer maybe to like to go somewhere with this family, like to another state or another country or something, but. He said that his mom usually works most of the time on the most weekdays or so. So maybe like going for a vacation somewhere would be practically impossible. Um, I think I might have gone on vacation somewhere with my family at that time. But to be honest with you, maybe we didn't. Um, but that was obviously the summer before I started going to FDU as a bio major. So now flash forward to spring slash summer of 2016. I have just completed my freshman year at FDU as a bio major. Um, I actually only started taking general ed courses. Like I didn't really take anything pertaining to bio yet. Um, so that spring slash summer was yet another encounter um, with Guy one. Um Only this time, Um, I felt like I literally had no energy left to, like, start running away from him. Like, I knew that I couldn't just, like, keep running away from him, running away from him forever. That, um, eventually I did have to tell my family about him at some point. Um, so, the first mistake I, I admit that I ever made was giving Guy one my time and attention. When he said that he wanted to sit down with me in an area away from other people around the lake, a remote isolated area around the lake, so I willingly accepted, so that was error number one. He said that he only wanted to, like, talk to me about the kiss because I know that he hadn't really had a chance to do so last summer when I'd spent all that time running away from him. And by the way though, after that summer of 20, 2015, I completely like stopped going over to the park on Grand Avenue. Um, my parents didn't want me to go there anymore just because they felt that it was pretty dangerous because it's a remote area and location. And I actually agree with them that it was kind of dangerous. And um, besides, if I kept going there, I felt like I wouldn't really be achieving much of anything you know, just like trying to use that area as a way to like escape guide guy one to like avoid being with him. Like it's just accepted that eventually I had to face reality, like this person is like completely in love with me, even though he really is not the right person for me at all. And like, realistically, what could I do about it? Um, he first he started off by apologizing And saying that he didn't mean to make me feel uncomfortable with the kiss. And, like, I thought to myself... I didn't actually, like, say this to him. I just thought it in my head. I'm like, well, but you did. Like, you did. (laughs) But then I actually did ask him, like, why did you do it anyway? He said that I was the first and only girl he ever, like, really, truly fell in love with. Like... He said he never really felt that way about anybody else before he met me. And then I started, like, wondering to myself, like, why would a white guy like him be interested in a girl of color like me? Like, that's always a mystery to me. Like, I've always expected him to, like, go for a white girl or something. Because, you know, Um, maybe just or maybe like, like one of those random girls that he follows on Instagram or who follows him or something like I don't know, I just I just don't understand his attraction to me. And I still don't today. I never will understand it. Um, for most of you guys out there who have been in love before or had someone fall in love with you, I know it's pretty normal that you never really should question it because you know it's right. But for some re- reason with Guy one in particular, it just wasn't clicking that way. Um, to this day, I never really will understand why he felt that passionately about me and why he felt such strong affections toward me and I don't know why and I think maybe I'll go into my grave someday just wondering why and just never really getting to know like I'm too good for him um he really is not the right person for me but like for some reason he never really seemed to understand that and never really got through to him (coughs) Um, excuse me, as I take another water break. (laughs) Sorry about that. But anyway, as we were walking, again, that was during the summer of 2016. He decided that we should have a more serious conversation about his feelings for me. And of course, you know, that's not something that I wanted to take seriously. But I really felt like I wanted to have the opportunity to discuss that with him. You know, I told myself, no, uh, let me just tell him that I'm really not interested in dating anyone right now. Like, in general, I'm not really interested in seeing anyone. Like, I'm just gonna focus on college right now. So, if he understands that I'm not ready to be in a really relationship, then he's not gonna constantly nag me about it, like every single freaking time that we're together. And you know what? I actually, I actually did tell him that. Maybe not exactly word for word, if I recall it. I mean, I did say something quite kind of similar to that, but... And I also told him that my parents have certain expectations for the person I would consider to be my significant other someday, that it has to be someone who is preferably Nigerian and shares the same uh, Christian beliefs as we do. Um... You guys better take a gander as to what Guy Wan has to say about that. He goes, and I quote, You don't have to necessarily let your family decide for you who you should love. That's a decision you should have to make for yourself. No offense to your family, but that's just what I think. Yep, I did my best impression of this guy and what a jerk he sounded like at that moment. And I literally, like, felt tempted to slap him, like, right then and there, like, Thankfully, I didn't, because you all know I'm not a very violent person. Like, he's got some nerve to say what my family should or shouldn't do. I'm about to say to him, okay, but this... Um, I actually did say this. You know what? I actually did say this to him. I actually, like, said it to his face. Maybe word for a word or close, but here's what I said. I said, okay, but... This is the way that I was brought up. I can't just fall for any random old person. I need, I need to, someone who will actually, like, respect my Nigerian background and take my religious faith very seriously. Like, literally, that's what I said. And then, guess what he says? Okay, but still, I can be that person. Why does it have to be a Nigerian? Again, it should be someone you love. And, um, not to mention, he's Catholic. Um, you know, since his father died, he said that he and his brother, Guy Two, have been brought up in, like, their mom's Catholic faith. Um, because he said that their mom is half Irish, so it makes sense that she's Catholic. Um, so they attend Mass, like, on Saturdays at maybe around 3ish or something, I think. So, Saturdays are pretty much the only days of the week that, he usually isn't at the lake. Um, maybe he goes there just a bit earlier, but I don't see him anymore. I don't know. But um, still, he I don't think he really understood the significance of my Nigerian background and how important it is to me. So, um, It's true, though, that the person who I consider to be my partner someday has to respect my Nigerian background and Take it seriously. Um, our family was brought up in the Pentecostal Christian faith. Um, so our faith is super 100% important to us. Like, it's our life. It's one of the things we take seriously. So we, our parents have emphasized that our siblings and I find people who will respect these things about us. Respect our values, our culture, our beliefs. And so Gaiwan is, like, literally the only person in my life who I know who does not respect my values or my culture and my religious background. So at that point, I realized that it was futile to explain anything else to him in regards to that. Like, like I said, it goes through one ear and out the other. Like, I felt tempted to, like, drop him as a friend right then and there. But I think now you guys can see my problem. I can't. I can't do that to him because he's autistic, so he must not have a lot of friends, and I will feel pretty bad about him not having anyone to, like, consider a friend to hang out with during the summer, so I don't know. And, uh, since he's a so-called Catholic, which is obviously another branch of Christianity, I think he should know that premarital sex is a big no-no, like... That's something he's been pressuring me to do for, like, the longest time. And I'm actually even convinced at this point that he really only sees me as a sexual object and tries to objectify me sexually in every single freaking way that he can. So, um... But that same summer, one day... Um, he briefly, like, invited me over to his house after I was finished with my walk, um, which was unfortunately interrupted by him, as usual. So, now I considered it our walk-together instead. (laughs) So, he just, he just wanted me to, like, intrude, meet his brother again, like, Guy 2. So, when I met Guy 2, I told him that I already knew him from Memorial School, and guy two told me that he immediately like recognized my face the instant like he saw me so but at this time though it was just his brother and their pets in the house their mom had gone out somewhere so she wasn't home at the moment guy one told his brother about seeing me at the lake very often and guy two sort of had a casual reaction to it like it's whatever man you know as long as I don't tell mom about it whoever you hang out with at the park is completely fine with me bro (laughs) something like that so I guess the whole point of that was that guy one wanted to make sure that his brother guy two didn't tell their mother about me I wasn't sure why guy one didn't want his mother to find out that he'd been talking to a girl me you know on the phone and like meeting her at the park um I didn't ask him this but I just thought that like why don't you want your parent to know that you're talking to someone of the opposite sex like it's normal like in a case like this I totally like blame his mother um I feel like she bears some bit of responsibility for things but at the same time I feel like she deserves to know that he's been speaking with me I blame her for Guy One's like, stopperish-slash-obsessive behavior towards me. Like, as his mother, um, she's supposed to be, like, responsible for, like, teaching her son, like, the proper and appropriate way to approach women. And to do so in a way that doesn't come off as creepy or inappropriate or a turn-off. Because Guy Wan is t- sort of... T- Turning out to be possessive and clingy and obsessive and stalkerish. And I blame his mother for not having taught him better. Um, she, I feel like she should have done better, in my honest opinion. I mean, like, I understand that she's a widow and um, her sons are left without a father figure. But, like, I feel like in that case, if you know that you're a widow, um, then you obviously should be the one to, like, fill in the fatherly gap by maybe teaching your sons the right way the right and proper way to approach women like they're obviously like gonna get to that age in their lives like world well, well, they'll be noticing girls and women for the first time so it's up to you as their mother to like teach them the right way to do it so I sort of blame her halfway for her son guy one's behavior towards me and I also blame Guy Wan himself 100% for being such a, um, how do I put this, a pussy for not telling his mother that he's interested in girls and, you know, actually, like, trusting his mother well enough to maybe give him some advice on how to properly approach girls and women, um... If that were the case, that he'd actually turn to her, and she actually, actually did teach him well, then maybe I wouldn't be in this rotten mess of a situation. That maybe he would just be completely okay with being just friends with me, and not having to bring up that topic every single goddamn freaking time that we're together at the park. I apologize for my profanity, but I'm just thinking of all the emotions that I felt with Guy One. Like, that's how he ever really made me feel. I never really truly felt comfortable with him 100%. And I'm also ashamed of his brother, Guy too for going along with that plan to keep silent about me. Like, that's not fair for me. Like, it still isn't fair for me because now I'm literally, like, stuck in this situation. Like, it's a rotten mess of a situation. And literally, I feel trapped. I felt trapped then, and I still feel trapped now. Like you know, for the rest of that summer in 2016, I continued to do my best to avoid Guy Wan's presence as usual. Whenever he and I would make plans to meet at the lake at a certain time, you know, just to be nice, I would say, oh, I'm I'm going to the lake at so-and-so time. But in the end, I would deliberately, like, stand him up, and I just wouldn't, like, even reply to him for days at a time. Like, look, Message me consistently and persistently. Hey, Sarah, where are you? we were supposed to meet me so-and-so. And then he, like, messaged me, like, 20 million times. Like, boy. But then I would just do my best just to, like, wake up super early on most days. Like, around 8 a.m. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. You guys are probably thinking, why don't you just tell him already to stay away from you and just block him? I know, guys, I know, but... Guys, it's really not that easy when you meet someone like guy one. Like, I'm not sure if he really has any other friends at all. So I guess I'm just, like, trying to be that person for him. Like, I don't know if that's, like, the best way to explain it. But for now, it is what it is. Like, when I went to the lake at those early hours, like, I always did my walks in, like, peace and silence and, you know, riding on the swings. And then I just went back home right after. And that was it. And that was way before, like, that heat wave during the day would happen when it got to be, like, almost 100 degrees. So I kind of, like, used that heat as an excuse to, like, not go out in, like, the sweltering, like, sun. So that usually looked like a charm for me to avoid Guy Wan's presence. And then Guy Wan would constantly be persistent that i come over to his house. Because his brother and his mom would go to work during those hours, so it would just only be him alone in the house with the pets so he always go hey you want to come over to my house want to come over to my house want to come over to my house every other day every other minute so I would always just ignore those requests to come over to his house so I'm like never in a million years bro and so now flash forward to 2017 guy one invited me to come over to his house one day in the summer And um, this time, I said no. But then he insisted, it's just for five minutes. I promise that if you come over, I'll let you just enjoy your walk for the rest of the day afterwards. So, you don't have to worry about seeing me at the lake. I promise I won't pester you to come walk with me. Like, you go do your walking thing, and I'll just stay at home with my pets. So, that's what I said. Like, I started thinking about it a little. And then, I'm... And I was... I started thinking, like, okay, if I go over to his house just briefly, then, okay, just briefly meaning, like, five minutes, then just seeing, like, this beautiful, wonderful, amazing house and meeting his wonderful pets, then, okay, he's going to just let me go about my normal afternoon walk so he won't constantly be an annoying presence in my sight. So, I'm sure I was high on drugs when I accepted it, but I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Just, you know, as long as I don't see you at the lake, like... If I don't see you at the lake, then, you know, I gotta see you at your house somehow. I'm seeing you only once today, so, yeah, I can finally do my walks in peace, so. Because I really, really, truly had no intention to hang out with him at the lake, so I thought that if I didn't see him at the lake, then maybe seeing him at the house would be better, because then that means if I wanted to go about my own way, To the park and walk in peace. Then that would be a super swell idea. But boy. Was I dead wrong. This is going to be very hard for me. To talk about. So. um, Let me just take a deep breath. And just a sip of my water right now. um, Before I go into the. um, All the details. I'm back. So. This is going to be the biggest mistake of my life. Guy one gave me the impression that his brother was going to be there at the house. But the truth was, he was the only one home alone. So um, he conveniently left out that piece of information that his brother had gone to hang out with his friends. At least his brother has friends. <laughs> and um, obviously, Mother Dearest wasn't there either. So just guy one, all by his lonesome and his wonderful darling pets. So I get there. I'm like, where's your brother? Oh, he just went out with friends. He's going to be back later tonight. Mom's at work as usual, so it's just me and the pets keeping each other company. Okay, so before I even had a chance to like say anything else or like to react or actually like physically leave his house... What guy one does is that he grabs me by the shoulder and actually carries me upstairs to his room, and and he put me on his bed, locks the bedroom door, and he shows me his window. He goes, "This is where I can see your house. I can always tell when you've been going to the lake without my knowing." And then I'm like, "So, like." What's it to you? Like, I was kind of upset by that. Like, how you know when I'm going to, like... Like, it's literally, like, none of your business. Like, you can go at any time. Like, I don't have to, like, be bound to you to do that. But then, here's his response. A classic response. Nobody ever lies to me and ditches plans with me and gets away with it. So, this is the part where he starts taking off his shirt. And, like, before I ask him literally, like, what he's doing... Here's what he also says. When I count to five, I want you to take your shirt and your bra off. And if you don't, then I'll block you on Instagram. So, um... That wasn't even much of a threat. But, like... When he started counting, I'm like, oh crap. He's seriously doing this. So, just to please him, um... I did what he asked me to, um... Because, why not? Why not? And then... Before I could, like, literally, like, say anything else, he, he's, he's taking off his pants, and, um, he's taking off his boxers, and, um, I'm able now to, like, see his, um, private parts, and then, like, and then just out of nowhere, he, he feels the need to, like, take off my shorts, and then he starts, you know, doing the action, like, yeah, so, um, he has his hands over my mouth so that I don't scream, because, you know, how dare I scream when I'm in pain? Um, at this point, though, I'm feeling seriously tempted to, like, bite his fingers off, like, he, to, you know, to, like, get away from me, but, you know, me being the good, quiet introvert, I don't like to make scenes, I don't like to make a scene, and, um, after doing that for five minutes, um, those first five minutes, I finally, like, have the power to, like, fight back and, like, literally, like, shove him off me, like, shove him to the ground, where I think he sort of, like, hit his head on, like, maybe, like, his chair or something, I'm, like, good for him, I'm, like, then I, like, all my clothes back on, all in the right way, my shoes, my everything, my bag, um, I make sure that I had all my belongs with, belongings with me, I had everything I needed, and then I literally just, like, ran out of the house, like, and I know he kind of locked it, but I was able to, like, unlock his door for him, like, I didn't even, like, his pets on the way out, I literally, like, ran out, like, I didn't even go to the park at all. And I'm talking about the Indian Lake Park near the house. Like this time I went straight to Grand Avenue Park. I went for an even farther walk. So um there you go guys. Um this is the first time a boy has ever physically laid his hands on me and tried to hurt me. So this is part one. Um, give me some time to write the script for part two. Um, I'm gonna write from 2018 all the way up until, um, I guess recently this past September. As recently as this past September, just last month. Um, yeah. Stay tuned for that.